Okay, Parshas Tazria Mitzora, Tov Shin Pei Aleph, as we get into the uh, double Parsha world here in uh, Sefer Vayikra. Uh, much of Tum of Atara, as we know, Sefer Vayikra, the first couple of Parshios are about Karbanos, Vayikra and Sav, and then in Shmini, already in last week's Parsha, we switch from the world of Kedusha to the world of Tahara. Right, that's really the switch. Last week's Parsha, when we started talking about the Kashrus, kosher and non-kosher, but in the Torah, kosher and non-kosher is formulated as Tame and Tahar. Tame and Tahar. And then, of course, Tazvim and Tzorah are all about Tum of Saras takes up most of the Parsha and a half, but then at the end of Mitzorah we have, of course, Zav, Zava, Mitzorah, Zav, Zava, um, Shechvazera, we have the Yoledes at the beginning of this week's parsha. So, Tumah uh, Vitara, that's what we are into. So, well, that's what the, the parsha, the Shir will be mostly about in Yonam of the parsha, and then we'll also talk about a little in Yonam of the Yoma um, uh, at the end of the Shir. So, we'll start off with Yishakiz Azria. Yishakiz Azria, Beyond Azachar, the impurity that a woman receives when she has a baby. When she has a baby. And we have the halachas of Tumah Vitara. Uh, this is the first, as I just mentioned, related to humans. And both of these parshias talk all about the Tum of of a human. And Rashi already points out in the name of Reb Simloi. Isha Kisazria, Amr of Simloi. Reb Simloi notes, interesting that first we talk about Tame and Tahar animals, and then we talk about Tame and Tahar people. You know, what do you think, that people should go first? You know, it's similar to Maisa Bracious, right? Maisa Bracious, you have all the animals first, and then the people. So Rashi Points it out. Amr of Simlai, first Rashi in the parsha. Kishem sheitzi raso shalada macher kol beim achayev aof b'maisavreshes. Just like the creation of man is after all the other animals in maisavreshes, kach toraso. So too the halachos of a human being nisparsha achar toras behema v'chayev aof. After you learn about the simonim of Tomantara by animals, you also learn it by people. Who's Tome and who's Tar? And Tomas Nevele is also here. And uh, the other um, halachas that are mentioned at the end of last week's parsha and these two parshas. What's the deeper message here? That the, t- the Tome and the Tar animals were mentioned before the uh, Tuma and Tara halachos of people. So if you look in the, in the Tivapninim, Contemporary Sefer in source number one, he quotes from the Imrei P. Lahavin divrei chachamim. Mabar of Simloi Olamdeinu. What is the message of Reb Simloi? What's his Chiddush? You could read Parshas Bracious and you could read Parshas Shmini and Tazria. Right? You know what it says. Just like Maisa Bracious, the animals come first, so too to Vatara. Okay, thank you. He's obviously paralleling it. We could read Torah Shebech Saf. He's telling us something in Torah Shebech Saf. Oh, Zil Kari Beiravu. Sheparsha Shmidi Kadol Aparsha Tazria. Uma Aleinu Lilmo Mizeh. What's the message? What's the message? Vigam and also, Lama Ben Meskad Mitzirah Bali Chaim Lizirah Saadam. Besides, what's the message of linking them? What's the message of Parshas Breishas Bechlau? Why was man created last? Mivchar Habriah. Yitzir Kavav Shalakadosh Baruch Hu. Is it similar? It's like a build-up? Like we know, Shabbos is the ultimate day. So it's a build-up, it could be, right? Building up from the Domeim and the Tzomech and then the Chai and then the Medaber, building all the way up. But what's the message? So he says, V'nireh Dehine, Ba'alei Hachayim, Kivan She'enam Ba'alei Bechira, he says, an obvious point. A number of the points we're going to have this evening are obvious, but as the Ramchal says, we have to review the obvious in order to, uh, to make, it, uh, make it connected to us. Mikivan she'enam ba'ale bechira, ba'ale chayim. Animals, since they aren't uh, creatures who have free choice, heim nisharim kemoshe heim nivraim. They remain as they were created. They do not go up any levels. A calf becomes a cow, but that's a quantitative difference. That's not a qualitative difference. Ain heim uravim tov bara. There isn't an evil cow and a righteous cow. They're not making ethical decisions as they grow through the field. They're making instinctual decisions, but not ethical decisions. Nobody's switching. A non-kosher animal is never going to become kosher, no matter how righteous, no matter how righteous the horse is, he's never going to become kosher. No matter how evil 
the sheep is, the sheep's not going to become not kosher. There's no spiritual ladder when it comes to animals. There's Tumah and there's Tara. And never the twain shall meet. And even if there's a simantara of an animal, it doesn't matter. A pig is still tame, even though it has a simantara, as we discussed last week. But man is different. Man is a has a a, a scale, has a range. Yaakov and Esav are inside of us, not just inside of Rivka. And we can change ourselves in both directions. So therefore, what's the message? First, we have created Tameh, period. Tahar, period. Never the twain shall meet. Then comes the the creature that is supposed to view what was created. And it's clear that there are choices to make. And that's the message, as we'll see. The The first message that we have in Avodas Hashem, Shal Adam Ladas Hu Shemataras Yitziraso Bolam Azeh Hishi Is Konein Bo Likros Chayelam Aba. We have to recognize, as the Mishnah says in Perkiyavos, that we are in a preparatory stage. These 120 years is preparation. It's Erev Shabbos. Our whole life is Erev Shabbos. That's how we have to view it. Sorry, bottom right. Our whole life is a is a um, on a battlefield. It's challenges. Throughout our life, it's all about choices. It's all about choosing tov over ra, tahar over tame. That's what our life's about. Suggests here the Imre Fivish Lomar Shemitamza, maybe that's why animals were created first. So that when we are born into this world, we clearly see two sides. There's nothing mixed. There's nothing more bav. We see Tuma and we see Tara. Now God says, okay, now you choose. Which side do you want to be on? Again, relating it to within a person's behavior. Kidesha Miyaj Bivoha Adam Olam. You see both poles. My whole life is about making choices. Do I want to be like a sheep or like a pig? Again, obviously not in that way, but in terms of, do I want to be kosher in the eyes of Hashem? Do I want to be not kosher in the eyes of Hashem? That's what my life's about. About these choices. And he quotes right from the Ramchal and Mesul Sharm on the top left now. Right, the first step is recognizing that there's a choice to make. Remember, he talks about there. The Sahara tries to get us not to think. Just go. Just do. I just heard today. I forgot who it was in the name of. We had last week. Tumashratzim. Tumashratzim. Sheratz. Often, Tuma is because we just don't think, we just run. Sherats. We don't think about what we're supposed to be doing. Even, and many of my first should point out, even things that we're doing that we should be doing, we run through davening. We're doing a mitzvah. We run through mitzvahs. Sherats. We're not supposed to be ruts through our Avodah Hashem. We're supposed to be azaris. We've pointed this out in the past. One of the Rabali Musr say, Zrizim Akdim al Mitzvahs. Zrizim Akdim lit mitzvahs. Up until you get to the mitzvah, you're supposed to be a zari, you're supposed to do it quickly. Once you get to the mitzvah, do it slowly. It's like even limitzvos, right? And not bimitzvos. And therefore, Rab Chal says that that's, that's what the HR tries to do. It tries to get us not to think. Just go, just do. Think about mitzvahs without thinking about God. You know, don't think about anything, just do. So that's, that's what Hashem wants us to, when we are born, in Bracious. And here, when we start thinking about Tazriya Mitzorah, you know what we have to think about? We have to think about Shemini. When we think about a person becoming Tama and Tahar, we have to see, okay, there's something called Tami, there's something called Tahar. And I have to choose between the two because I'm the only one that can be both. I'm the only one that can be Tama and Tahar. If you have a piece of Nevela, it will always be Nevela. Even food. Even food. Once it's Tama, it's Tama. There's only one food that can become Tahar. And that, of course, is water. 
right, connecting it to the mikvah because then it kind of loses its own identity because part of the mikvah and then it's reborn again. Like we spoke last week about a klicheres, when it's uh, broken. But then there's nothing else that has mixture in it and that's, that's the message. Now he finishes up. First, no, there's Tame, no, there's Tar, and then recognize that that's what our choices, that's what our choices are all about. Okay. Another thought on the, on the first Pasik. Much of what we say are, let's say, Divrei Torah with messages and words. So this, the following thought is, is a Yesod. It's Rabbeinu Bachai. He has a yesod about life. It's, again, as I said before, it's an obvious thought, but he just says it in a way that is, that is very clear. And we have to realize, you know, the, the message of, that he's trying to tell us. We have birth in the parsha. Rabbeinu Bachai tells us, really, we experience birth twice. We experience birth twice. Conception is not a birth. We might say, we start three existences in our existence. We live in three worlds. That's the message of Erin We all know this. But he says it in such a clear and intense way. Says Rebbe Nebuchadnezzar, I didn't give you the first word, which is, was on the previous page. Al derech hasechel. Says Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar, Shalosh olamos chofen ala adam. When we talk about birth and Isha Kisazria, we have to recognize that every human being passes through three worlds, lives in three worlds. Ha'echad, world number one that we live in is in utero. That's the first world we live in, as a fetus. Before being born, we, were cre- we are created by the three partners, father, mother, and Hashem. Right, the olam of creation being formed. Right, what I just mentioned. It's not, there's, there's some, some people out there think there are only two partners in a child. There are some cultures out there. But we recognize that, that a child's being formed in the way that it's formed is, is a miracle and a, and a godly, you know, Hashem's hand is, is, is all over. We mentioned in the Haggadah Shir, I think. Right, that if you look in the Echen uh, Miodeya, they're all Jewish concepts. One is Hashem, and the Luchos, and the Imos, and the Avos, and the Torah, and the Mishnah, everything. Shabbos, Mila, except number nine. What's number nine? Tisha Yarche Leida. You think, what, you couldn't, there's no Jewish nine, so is that why we just had to come up with that? Because you couldn't think of anyone, any better one? Okay, maybe that's, that's true. I don't know about another nine that we could use. But, it could be no, because we view the Tishayachi Leida also as a religious concept. Kodesh Baruch Hu is involved in the nine months, just as he's involved in the Torah and in Mishnah, the Chulu. But anyway, so the first world we're in is the Olam HaYitzira. V'utchilat HaVayaso, and that's the beginning of our existence. Ubo Yakir HaAdam Niflos HaBori Yisala. And in that existence, a person recognizes, not consciously, we don't know what this means, but we know he's learning Torah with a Malach, or with a Kaddish Baruch Hu. He's learning. What do you mean he's learning? The brain isn't developed yet. His Neshama is learning. His Neshama is learning. And a person recognizes, Niflo Sabori, Golda Masav, Hushalav Amar David. David HaMelech has a number of psukim about this at the Hillim. Asher Hosei Rukamti. I was made embroidered in, in a hidden way, in secret. Remember the first parak in, in uh, Brachas. Also, David Melach talks about all about the uh, the stage of, of being inside. That's an amazing time period that we all exist in. We know They wrote all. The Gemara says Brachas. Tfilos, Kiddushin, Ba'avdaltos. Right? All brachas, Tfilos, Kiddushin, Avdala, Achikas, Akadol are made. So one of the brachas they made was, Asher Yatsar Hesa Adam, Bechachma. Right? He, he, Hashem, created us with Chachma. That doesn't only mean he gave us Chachma, he used his wisdom, Kabayacho. Vechose, Mafli Lasos. This is all about life one that we have. 
Right, we can't recognize it. That's the Ubar B'mei Imo. He gives it to the Mashal of Derech HaRuach. B'chulu. Skip down. Hu ha'olam shebo sh'adam omeid zman katsuv tisha chadashim b'muchar yoser. A person's in that life a specific amount of time, finite time, nine months, about. U'lufamim rechokim shnei masachodesh, sometimes a little bit longer, sometimes shorter. E'en lo sham seichel v'das v'lo sham hechrech. There's no choices there. There's no Bechira there. That's a negative about that existence. It's a wonderful, amazing existence. The Gemara Nida says that there's no greater days in a certain sense like those days. There's no Yetzirah. There's no pull. There's no, um, you know, things pulling us down. We're also not making choices there. A person would stay there forever if he had a choice. Because there, his sustenance is automatic. It comes from the mother. He's forced out. We are forced out of that first world. And that's what it says in Perki Yavos. We don't have a choice in being born. That's why a baby cries when the baby's born. They might not realize it, but they're crying because they've left a world that they think is the ultimate. There's a beautiful song, Conversations in the Womb, by, if you ever uh, by heard it, by, uh, by Journeys, about, uh, about this concept. Because this world has a lot of difficulties and a lot of pain. So in that sense, the previous world is idyllic. The previous world is without problems. But that's world number one. And then we pass to world number two. May also Olam Yetzira, that's what our Parsha talks about. We come to this world. This is really the second stop in our life. We think it's the first stop, but it's really the second stop. It has a Maila, right? It has something that the previous world did not have. We could become wiser, spiritually wiser and closer to Hashem. It's not just information that doesn't change us. When we're learning Torah in utero, that is great. But we're not becoming better people through that learning. It's not refining who we are. We're getting information. Okay, there are fetuses, all the fetuses, no kala but it doesn't shape us. That's this world. This world, we take the Torah and it shapes us into people who are refined, people who are ovde Hashem. That's what the Torah does. That's the purpose. That's why we, we have request to forget it. Because Torah is not just about information. That's what happens in utero. Torah is about shaping who we are. And that's why we have to kind of start again. And this great world, we also have a specific amount of time that we're in this world. And like the previous world, we don't have a choice when we leave. And that's the Maimar Chachamim. Al Karcha Chatachav, Yal Karcha Chatames. Kilutzono, Haya Omech Shamla Arlolam. Because it's painful to leave this world too. Remember the Vilna Gon on his deathbed? He picked up his sitzes and he says, For a few kopecks, you could gain eternity in this world. And he knew the next world didn't have that. And that's something that the next world, as we'll get to Bashem in a minute, does not have what this world has. So this world has the pain and the suffering that the first world didn't have, but it also has the perfection of the personality that the previous world didn't have. But we continue. The same word. Right? We don't say people die. We say they're niftar. Niftar means they've, they've, they've finished this stage. Haftorah. Haftorah isn't something sad. Maftir isn't something sad. It's the same shorish. Right? Peter Rechem, the same shorish is used for birth. Right? It's, the, it's just the next stage, the next stage of existence. Right? Fetus, 
to life, life to next world. In English, there's something called dead. But mace in, in, in Hebrew has a different connotation. Maybe the goof is mace. But, right, Yaakov vino lo mace. What do you mean? The Gemara says, Yaakov vino lo mace. What do you mean he didn't die? They mummified him, right? But only his body. We get to the third world. That one has no definite time. That's eternal, which we can't fathom what that means. Right? It's a little intense and scary for us to think about what does that mean, eternity. So we shouldn't be thinking about that because we don't know what it means. We'll just go crazy. We just got to think about Olamazet. But we know that the next world has no set time. There is no end to the spiritual pleasure that we will have. Bo Yeshulam Lo Schar Tzidkosav Asher Asav Olamazel will get our schar for this world. Vim Kain Muvuarhu Ki HaAdam Holech Vitov El Tov Emeilui Leilui Bishlosha Olamazelu. We have to recognize, though, we keep going up. We keep going up in the worlds. The next world is going up. Harishon Olamayetzira Shu Choshech Velo Or Haolamazel Hasheni Yishbo Choshech Vior. The first one is Choshech; it's hidden. The second one is Choshech and Or. Vashlishi, Olam Haba, Shekulo Tov, Shekulo Aruch, Shekulo Or, Ein Bo Choshech. These are the three worlds that we have. We speak about birth in this parsha, not in the parsha. Interesting. We discussed this in the past. Usually not parsha Tazriyah Mitzorah. Usually parsha Chukas. There's one Tuma and Tara that's not discussed in Shmini Tazriyah Mitzorah, which is fascinating. The ultimate. The most intense Tumah is not spoken about in Sefer Vayikra. It's Dafka in Chukas, in Bamidbar. What's it doing there? We spoke about that in the past. From Rav Salvechik, not for now. But, but that's, that's also, that Tumah is only because in this world there's Tumah, but in the next world there's Tara. So this is Rabbeinu Bachai's amazing uh, idea of the three worlds in which we live. Okay. So we get to Tumas Yoledes. Shloshim Yom, Shloshim Yamim, 7 and 33, 14 and 66, are the days of Yimei Tumi, Yimei Tara. But we know there are karbanas of Yoledes. Every woman, based on we should get a base of Yoledes tomorrow. Every woman who had a, had a baby has to bring, you know, if a woman had five children, she has to bring five sets of karbanas. It's still owed, we just can't bring them. Just like a ger owes a karban, but he can't bring it. Plenty of karbanas, right? One of the Tanoam used to write down, if you ever did a Avera, that's B'chayi Right, in the first parak of Mesecha Shabbos, right? Just had a, just to keep track, keep track of where we based on the But the Torah tells us that a woman is chayevus to bring keves ben shnaso laola uben yona utar lachatos. A keves as an ola and a bird for a chatos. And the question the Gemara already asked, and if she can't afford it, so then she brings two birds, one ola, one chatos. But she definitely brings a chatos. And the question that all the Mepharshim ask, and already the Gemara asks this in Mesechah's Nida, why does the woman bring a karmen chatas? Karmen chatas is 99% of the time associated with some type of sin. What is the sin that is associated with childbirth? Childbirth, she's acting like a creator, right? She's uh, uh, partnering with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. She's bringing more Tzalem Elohim into the world. There's maybe no greater vihalachta bidrachav than having a baby. Right, so so what's the carbon chatos? What's what sin did she did she violate? So we know the Gemara tells us. The Gemara tells us this is Reb Nevenzal uh, turning the page, going to uh, page number three. The Gemara tells us that when a woman is in pain of childbirth, during that pain, either she verbalizes, or if she doesn't verbalize, on page Kufnun Dalad, where it says number five, right, even if she doesn't verbalize, she thinks, forget, I'm never doing this again. I'm never doing this again, I'm never going to be with my husband again, it's too painful. And that's naturally, that's, that's, that's what a woman thinks. And therefore, because she kind of made an oath that she would never have another baby, so she has a very carbon fatus. Okay, she has to, that's, that's the sin the Gemara talks about, that, that she has to, um, that she has to atone for. The question Rev Nevenzal asks is, so what's the message for us? Because we know that whenever it is, a couple days later, a couple weeks later, right, the Gemara assumes that she always goes back on her oath. 
So what changed? What changed? What made her, what makes the average woman, or maybe no woman is average who had a baby, right? What makes a woman retract and regret? Right? It's still, if you would have asked her, is, is it going to be as painful the next childbirth? Maybe. So, so what changed? She, she doesn't feel it as much, but the reality hasn't changed. Maybe every, every time a woman gets older, sometimes it's, it's not as simple. So, so what changes that, that she's going to regret and go back on her oath? Right? Why is she mischaretas? Did she make a mistake that it wasn't as painful? It was as painful. Is the next one not going to be as painful? It will be as painful. Right? So says Reb Nevenzal on the top left of the page, page Kufnun Hay. Nothing in her das changed. Even after two weeks, she knows for sure. Just like she knew two weeks ago. Right? It's going to be just hurt us just as much. What changed? One word. Time. Time has passed. Hisrachakus me rega haleda. Time, in English, right, there's a phrase, time heals. Bishas maisa kashar keivim atsumimu mitzikim, he roas amitzis ba'arachair. Time makes us see things in a different light. Right? A woman sees childbirth in a certain way as she's experiencing childbirth. Two weeks later, she sees childbirth from a different perspective. What changed? Only time. Time has passed. That's something natural. Whenever we have any experience, time changes our feelings towards the experience. Right? If we're at a, at a wedding, we feel a certain way, and a week later, we, we're still in our mind, we're still excited about it, but we don't feel the same way. Right? Somebody's inspired to give a certain donation. And it could be a couple hours later, they're not as inspired. What changed? Nothing changed. Time. Time, not, even if the reality has not changed, nothing in the reality, the goodness of the organization that I'm supposed to give the money to, they haven't changed. I changed it, my value system changed. No, nothing changed. Time affects our recognitions, our evaluations. That's what time does. And that's what happens here by the woman. After a couple of weeks, time has given her a different perspective. Right? Some might say, oh, because she loves her child so much, she want to have another one. Okay, she loves her child the second the child came out too. She loves her child when she's pregnant for nine months. So, Reb Nevenzel said this time. So reality, now in the middle of the page, doesn't change. The perspective. Fascinating. Just like if I would look from a different place, happens sometimes. Sometimes we feel a little out of out of it. When? Let's say you go sit in a different space in shul than you usually sit. Right? Rahman al that's what an Avel has to do. An Avel is supposed to feel uncomfortable. That's what the halachi is, that an, the minag is that an Avel changes spots in shul where they sit. Right? Well, why is that? Because we feel like we see the shul from a different perspective. It like... It's not comfortable for us. Right? Even one seat away sometimes. That's the concept of Vakam Kavua. We should be comfortable in our place where we're, where we're viewing things from. So he says, just like certain space gives us a certain perspective, so too in time we have a certain perspective. And we have a new perspective based on the time. He quotes from his father. Maybe that's also a deeper idea about Como. You can't judge anybody until you're in their place. Okay? And he continues. So he continues, and again, what's the message for us? So Cesar Nevenzal, again, over the next couple of pages, we're not going to read the whole thing. Nevenzal says, sometimes the halacha calls upon us to conquer time. And the halacha calls upon us to try to jump over and deny passage of time. We just had that right two weeks ago. We're supposed to feel that time has not passed. When we have Maimon Har Sinai, 
and that's one, right, one idea that we're supposed to feel every day in Chazal, right? Chazal don't say we're supposed to feel like we went out of Mitzrayim every day. There is a, uh, an, a line that says we're supposed to feel, we say as Yashur as if we're crossing the Yamsuf, that's true. But Chazal say, Kilo Anochi we're supposed to feel as if we were commanded the Torah every day, Harsinai every day. So sometimes we have to recognize this reality that it's challenging and hard, but try to overcome it. And sometimes the Torah gives us um, you know, um, physical items and props to help us. Right, what's the whole idea he goes into? Matzah, maror. That's to make us feel it. To make us try to conquer time. To make us try not to be jaded and weakened and distanced by by the time that uh, that goes across, he said we have to feel it in our throats. We have to feel it in our in our in our stomachs. That that's what we have to try to do. And he continues and says that's the challenge. But again, that's you know we have to a a we have to recognize the value of the event. And number two, try to do what we can to feel the event as much as as much as we can. Okay, that's the continuation of Rav Um But let's move on. We have to talk a little bit about Saras. That is the quantitatively biggest part of the Parsha. So one shorter item and one uh, a little lengthier item. So we know the spiritual doctor that the Mitzvah has to go to is, of course, the Kohen. He has to go to the Kohen, which obviously shows that it's not a medical problem. It's a spiritual disease. The Torah tells us, Veroa Kohen, the Kohen, he brings it to the Kohen, Vizkras a Kohen and Negashivas Yamim, Veroa Kohen, right? The first Pasik, Vehuva el Arada Kohen, O al Achad mi Barala Kohenim. The Kohen's in charge, the Kohen has to declare it, the Ramav even discusses even a Kohen Katan. Let's say you have a big Tamil Chacham who knows all of Hilcha Saras, right? Just because I'm not a Kohen doesn't mean that I don't have to know Hilcha Saras. I have to know Hilcha Saras just like a Kohen. But let's say, the Kohen doesn't know anything, but the Yisrael Tavar Chacham knows. So the Yisrael Tavar Chacham can tell him, yeah, say it's, it's Tameh. And he can say, Tameh. But the Yisrael saying it's Tameh is meaningless. It's only the Kohen. So why is the, does the Kohen play center stage here? In the base of Megdash, fine, we understand. But in all other halachas of Tumantara, you know, when you go for a Psaq, you go for a Psaq, is something Tameh or Tar, you go to, uh, you go to Yisrael, you go to anybody, it doesn't matter. Remember the Vilna Go? The Vilna Go says there are six words. Every question in halacha has one of six words for the answer. Any question in halacha, there's only six words that it boils down to. Right? It says that in Adaras Haliyah and Parshish Shoftim. Tamei Tahar, Chayef Pater, Asr Mutter. That's it. Every single question boils down to one of those six words. You can give a lot of other explanations. Tamei Tahar, Chayef Pater Asr Mutter. Every question in Halacha has one of those six answers. But they could all be given by anybody. Any Tavachacham. Except Saras. Saras is declared and undeclared by a Kohen. Why? Says the Meshachachma. And he writes at the end, Vizayitachem. The Meshachachma often has comments about his vart, his thoughts. Sometimes he'll say, Vinachonhu. And sometimes he'll say, it's a uh, other other lashonos of it's amazing or vinifla. Here he says yitachi. It's possible. What's possible? So he talks about why dafka nigoim go after the uh, kohen on the top left. Amnam yesh lomar dehinei nigoim humachlas hamadbekes ad nigoim mitzaras could be somewhat of a contagious illness. Again. Not in uh, the contagious, like we know, contagious. That if somebody is a big tzaddik and the next door mitzorah, it's not going to spread. But if somebody's within, right? Meaning if somebody hangs out with a mitzorah who is a bawash and hara, then what's going to happen? It's going to spread. And the Gemara even says that there are certain, um, the, the, the tosefta and others that, you know, that's one of the reasons that the Tami has to declare himself separate. Tami, Tami, Yikra. The Meshach goes out of three machanos. It's really spiritually dangerous to be near a mitzorah. For one of a whole litany of averos, the Gemara and Arachim lists off why we would get saras. 
If somebody's involved in a mitzorah, which is spiritually dangerous, he needs special hashkacha to make sure that he's protected. How can we both be so sure? Says the Torah, let's choose a group of Jews who generally have an intense, close hashkacha with HaKadosh Baruch. In general, the higher level Kedusha a person has, the more Hashkacha he's Zohar to. So Kohanim, hopefully, are Zohar, they work in the base of English, they're Zohar to a higher, deeper quality of Hashkacha. So Dafka, they're involved in the Mitzorah. Because they're spiritually, so to speak, protected by a deeper level, a deeper sense of Ashkacha. Aaron, right? Aaron is separated. Look in Arvi Psachim, right? That's the Gemara that talks about that. The Lashon of Havdalah is used between a Yisrael and a Levi, between a Levi and a Kohen. So he says, hey, it's possible. The Gafka goes to a Kohen because a Kohen has a deeper sense of Ashkacha, a closer sense of Ashkacha, and therefore he could be, uh, Safer, so to speak, with the uh, with the mitzvah. Okay, but now let's get into one question, four answers. One of the popular questions discussed in Parshas Mitzvah as we move on, right? We've had uh, four ideas relating to Parshas Tazria. Really, the first one was really both. It was an overview. But now we get to the story of Rabbi Yana. There is a medrash at the beginning of Parshas Mitzvah, which many mafarshim discuss. Many mafarshim discuss. I gave it to you in source number nine. On line number nine, the story of the Rochel. Maisa Barochel Echad Sheimachazer Ba'ayaros Asmuchas L'Tzipori. There was a peddler, a peddler with his wares that was in Sipori. Sipori is up north, right? Not too far from Tveria. One of the places I think that the Sanhedrin went in Rosh Hashanah. Hayamachris V'Omer, and the peddler went around and said, "Misha Mavakish Lignos Sam Chayim Yavo Esliviyekna." Whoever wants the exiler of life, whoever wants a potion that you'll live forever, come to me. Karavu Basavah Lebeis Hashem Rav Yanai. Everybody was running to him, and then they came. The peddler came past Rav Yanai's house, one of the great Tadoim. Shema Pito Shor Rav Yanai as Achraz Avso. She's been a limkar Sam Chayim. She says, "Look, the daughter of Rav Yanai heard." Rabbiani's like, really? Rabbiani runs out of the peddler. And the peddler says, Rabbiani. Rabbiani's like, yeah, who, what is it? He says, it's not for you. You don't need it. It's not for you. And the Rochal takes out a safer to heal him and says, Oh, if you have a tov, who wants long life? Guard your tongue. And what's Rabbi answer? You would expect, oh, I thought it was something else. No, Rabbi answer is, that's unbelievable, thank you so much. And he was very excited about the answer. Very excited. He gave him six slime. Pashut, I never, I never knew Pshat of this Pasuk, says Rabbiana, until this peddler explained it to me. And all of them first asked, what kind of story is this? What was Rabbiana's problem? And what was the answer? So, a couple of Pshatim, here quoted in the Ish Tavid, a collection. Number one, he suggests, the next page, you know, often, Again, maybe this is the message for us, maybe not so much to explain to Rav Yanai, on the right side of page 7. Not going to read so much inside to save time. But Pashas Regilam Lafaris, he says often, many say that often we know a lot of things in our head, but we don't always bring them to our heart and bring it Lomaisa into our lives. Lo Tamid Adam Ose Shaychus Mukasher Ben Advarim Omdim Lafanov we know something. We have Yadata Hayom, but it doesn't always go to Vahashivosa El Vavach. So every we knew, Rabbi Yana knew. But we all, we also know that Pasik. But you see somebody that lives it. You see somebody that actualizes it. And not only anybody, a peddler. A peddler is always talking to people. And he's living it. 
So that's something. Imagine if any of us would have met the Chafetz Chaim. Right, Shemir Salashim probably would have been a little easier for us because we would have, we all know about Lashon Shemir Salashim, but if we would see somebody who's so mockbid, that's inspiring itself. So maybe that's what Rabbiana knew it in his head, but he's like, wow, to bring it down the Misa. Maybe that's the message. Number one. Number two, he says now on the left side. Another shot. He says, if you think about these psukim, this is a message for any rabbi, any teacher, any parent or grandparents. You think about the psukim, Miha Isha Chavitzchaim, Oevyamulurus Tov. That's in third person. Who is the man? We're talking about third person. Who is the man who wants long life? And what does the puzzle continue with? Nitzor Lashoncha Meira. Guard your tongue. So it switched. It should have said, do you want long life? Guard your tongue. It doesn't say that. It says, does he want long life? Whoever wants long life, guard your tongue. What's the switch? Over a Pasek Balashin Nochach. So he quotes from the Klei Chemda. Quotes from the Klei Chemda. Often when you, when you want to give Tochacha, you can't just start screaming at people. Because they're not going to be interested. A person has to know how to, how to get into the hearts. You have to first start talking about other people. Or about a concept. You talk about something in general, and then you bring it home. Then you bring it home. Uh, maybe in Navarra they didn't do it this way. But, but in, uh, you know, in general, most people don't want to be knocked on until they're ready for it. So first we talk about and that's the question that always bothered Rabbi why did it switch from third person to, to, to straight to first person? That's why the Rochel started saying, Who wants long life? Who wants long? He doesn't say you. When everybody came, then they were ready for it. Then he could say, And says Rev, Rev, uh, the Ishtamid here, says Rev Druk here, that's the message of any time. You ever hear a mashal before? Why do we give a mashal? Why don't we just say the message? Okay, on the one hand, a mashal helps us understand the message, but it also makes it less personal to us. Right? David Amalek heard the mashal from Nasr Anavi, the Kipsas Arash, right? And all of a sudden, he's like, oh, what a terrible person. That's you. That's you, David. Right? It, the mashal takes it away from the person, takes it away from us. If we hear a story in a drasha, we're like, oh, that's really nice. Because it's not about us. Then, we, then hopefully it's related to us, but it's a much softer landing. If it's a mushal, if it's a story. And guess what? The Torah starts off with stories. Because the Torah knows. The Torah doesn't start off with the Yek, the Torah starts off with Barashas. And guess what? Rabbi Yudanasi has two stories in the first parak of Mishnayis. There aren't so many stories in all of Shas Mishnayis. But in the first parak of Brachas, there are two stories. Amazing. Rabbi Gamliel and his sons at the party and Rabbi Tarfin and then, then the donkey. And he had those two stories for him. Rabbi Nanasi also knew. And the Gemara has plenty of stories. But either way, he says, that's the second idea. Second idea of what he was bothered by and what it, uh, and what it uh, became. Uh, good. Skipping now. Skipping now for... Do the third one, we'll see, maybe not the fourth one. The third shot, he says now on the bottom of page eight. Ofen nosaf near Alomar. Bibir maizazeh. Gishmachom lahavim bepshitos. Says the Eshtamid. Uh, Originally, you read the Pasuk, you can easily understand that Pasuk as, what Chaim are we talking about? Olam Haba. Who wants long life in Olam Haba? Guard your tongue. What the Rochel taught him was this long life in this world as well. It's long, fulfilled life. If somebody is somebody who doesn't guard their tongue, it's very painful. They'll be separate, they'll be motzi shemra, they'll be motzi themselves. Even ba'olam azeh, mishu chafitz b'chayim tovim, nitzar l'shon chameira, usvasecha v'dabe mirma, he'etzah, guard your tongue from bed. That's what Rabbi Yana understands from the Rochel. Because what did that mocher do? Mocher Samim Lurefua. The Mocher sold medicines. Medicines aren't for the next world. Medicines are for this world. And if he puts the Sefer Tehillim with all his other medicines, it must be that the Tehillim is also 
medicine for this world. Oh, you know, let's just do the last one and we'll skip the next one. One final thought, four ideas he has here. One final thought he has Malach Nosaf Yish Lafarish, but my Sezeshal Arochel Verbianai. A Rochel, a peddler, a traveler, doesn't have large merchandise. A peddler is not selling refrigerators. Right? They're all small items, they're small independent items. Everyone is different. Everyone is separate. What's he being Maramis? We have to look at every moment of our life as a separate opportunity to accomplish something, to say something, to do something. Every moment. If I blew it in one moment, I have the next moment to do it to do better. Love days, appreciate days, appreciate that every day is a separate idea, a separate opportunity. And we can we could be notzer, even if yesterday wasn't as good, even if five minutes ago wasn't as good. We could do it. And we could do better. Four ideas about what Rabbi Yanai, what Rabbi Yanai was bothered by. Okay, we'll skip the Azdayim Latar for now. I just wanted to mention one final thought related to Yom HaZikaron, Yom HaTzvot, which are coming up this week from Rabbi Zalman Malamid from Beit El. He has a Sefer Lazman Azet. I might have mentioned something related to this before. Says Rabbi Zalman Malamid, it's just one small thought that we could talk about for a long time. But one small thought. The Pesukim in Yechezkel defined for us what is a Kiddush Hashem and what is a Chil Hashem. So we know the Gemara tells us, Mesefes Yuma, the Ramam quotes it, making Kiddush Hashem in our lives, making Chil Hashem in our lives. But what about on a national level? <coughs> what about on a national level? And I don't just mean, well, all the individuals of that nation doing what an individual could do to make a Kiddush Hashem. So if everybody does it, it's a big Kiddush Hashem. Okay, that's true. But Yechezkel Anavi tells us there is a national concept of Kiddush Hashem and Chel Hashem too. It's Psukim. And it's Rashi and the Radak on the Psukim. When Am Yisrael are sent into Galus, exiled from their land, Yechezkel Anavi says that's the greatest Chel Hashem in the world. When the world sees God's people not in God's land. The chosen people thrown out of the chosen land because of their sins and iniquities. What a terrible Chil Hashem because we're God's people who are not fulfilling our destiny. What does Yechezkel say? Va'afitz osam bagayim v'yezoru bartos kedarkam u'kalil osam shvatatim v'yavo el agoyim asher bo'usham they will uh, desecrate my name. How do they desecrate my name? Even by not doing anything. The nations say, look at these people. The greatest Chil Hashem on a national level in the world is when Jews were sent into exile. And what's the greatest Kiddush Hashem? When Jews are back in Eretz Yisrael. And the more Jews that are back in Eretz Yisrael, the greatest Kiddush Hashem there is. And Yechezkel also promises that. Lo, there it is, in Perek, it's an amazing Perek, here in Perek Tezayin. Lo l'ma'anchem ani Yosef Beis Yisrael. Hashem says, I'm not bringing you back to Eretz Yisrael for me, for you. Ki yim l'shem kachi. I'm doing it for me. Asher chilaltem bagoyim asher basem shab. Because being in Galus, Hashem's name is being desecrated. So the first point that we celebrate is the amazing opportunity of Kibbutz Goliath that we have witnessed and been part of over the past 73 years and the past 150 years, if you think about it. Again, just facts. 
1850s, how many Jews were in Eretz Yisrael? 6,000. 1948, how many Jews in Eretz Yisrael? 600,000. Today, how many Jews in Eretz Yisrael? 6 million. What other country in 73 years goes from 600,000 to 6 million, that type of proportion? It's mind-boggling and only miraculous. But it's Kiev Nevuas. And that's made possible through the realities that are on the ground that we are in control of our homelands. And that's a Kiddush Hashem on a national level. That's the words of the Nevi'im. This is nothing political. This is biblical. And we have to recognize that. Wherever we are in the world, we have to recognize. And the Kiddush Hashem that takes place, separate from fulfilling or not fulfilling our destiny in other areas. And then he adds, this one other final beautiful point. The Gemara tells us, that Chil Hashem, Echet Shogeg, Vechet Mezid, Chil Hashem. If somebody causes a Chil Hashem, it doesn't matter, even if they're Beshogeg, they're going to get held accountable, held accountable because they were involved, they caused a Chil Hashem. It's result oriented. So even if somebody's Bechal Hashem Beshogeg, they're still accountable. Says Rabbi Malamid, Kiddush Hashem is much even more, right? Mida Tovim Ruba, Mida Peronis. If somebody is involved in a Kiddush Hashem, even if they're Beshogeg, even if they had no Kavana, to be involved in the Kiddush Hashem, it's still a Kiddush Hashem. And it's still given credit. The Gemara tells us one of the worst kings, I think Zimri, Umri, Umri, I think, one of the worst kings, the Gemara in Sanhedrin Achela tells us, right, he was king for so many years. Why? Because he built up one of the Churbos of Eretz Yisrael. Even though he did have Zara and terrible things. But he did a Kiddush Hashem. And that's what we celebrate. We celebrate the great, one tiny little aspect of the miracles that we have witnessed, but one tiny aspect, which is not so tiny, the Kibbutz Goliaths that have taken place uh, in Eretz Yisrael is something that we have Hakar Sato for, and we daven for more, we daven for the day when we have all Jews in Eretz Yisrael being Shomri Torah Mitzvos, but we recognize and we thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for all that he has given us up till now as well. Okay, we'll stop here. Another show we will uh, continue next time here in Sefer Vayikra.